Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. Your host, Mr. Jono Petrahilos, currently generates over a million dollars a year selling his online courses. And now he teaches you how to do the same. Along with listening to our podcast, make sure to join the Course Creator Community Facebook group. It's one of the largest and most engaged Facebook groups in the space. You'll find the link in the show notes. Anyway, let's get to today's show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I'm your host, Jono, and I am super excited because we have an absolute rock star on the line this week. Now, I know I say that about every guest every week, but this person actually is a, a rock star. A little bit about this person. She's the founder of the Course Consultant. She's the admin of the popular Facebook group, the Course Collaboration Directory. If you're not in there, I recommend joining. I'll put the, the link in the show notes. Uh, she specializes in helping membership owners create and grow grow their recurring revenue with referrals and retention. She's a two-time guest on this uh, this podcast. And you know me, I only bring the, the best of the best back on. So that says a thing or two. But probably the most impressive thing uh, with Melody is she's actually met me in person and didn't and still is willing to podcast with me. So if you can you can put up with me for a couple of days at social media world and, and still come back and podcast means you're a, a special person. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Melody Johnson. Melody, yes. how are you? I'm so great. And I'm so excited to chat on your podcast again. And I'm super excited to chat with your community. So thanks again for having me on today's show. No, thank you for coming on. Now, Melody, I've obviously you've been on the show before. I've been following you for a while. I consider you a friend now. We've, we've met in person. So I know very well about you and, and what it is you do. But in case our listeners are hearing you for the first time, do you want to let them know a little bit? Who are you? What do you do? Yes. Yes. Besides a laundry wrangler and adoptive mom of two kids, my name is Melody and I'm the founder of The Course Consultant. And I help aspiring and scaling membership owners grow their recurring revenue with referrals and retention. And so I do that through one-on-one offers and other membership services. But one of the ways that I really am passionate about is really talking with other people's audience, specifically about how to generate more leads and more revenue through word of mouth referrals and through connections. And so relationships are a huge part of my business. I love meeting people in person, in conferences, and also meeting people virtually on stage. So I'm super excited to talk with your audience about this. Yes, love it. Now, I was going to dive into why memberships, but even before we do, there's a, a few points you mentioned there that I want to touch on. Word of mouth, referrals, retention. Now, it's an interesting one with new course creators, right? I think a lot of new course creators are like, yep, I'll create this course and it sells itself. And it, as you and me both know, it doesn't really uh, happen like that. Then we got a, a couple different options. You know, there's maybe some paid advertising um, and we might spend a minute speaking about that. And there's also the, there's, there's, I'm leaving too far. Let's say we, no, actually, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm stumbling. Let me just hand it over to you here, Melody, and then I'll give my two cents. Why do you like the the referrals side of things as opposed to any other side of things? Yeah, so let's start first with the courses and and talk a little bit more between those two and then also talk about referrals. So um, when it comes to courses, courses are a fantastic way to help your customers grow their knowledge and immerse themselves into their framework. It's a great primer to working with you either a one-on-one or in a you know group coaching program or a membership offers. There's a lot of different ways you can leverage an on-demand course. And as we compare it into a membership, 
why would a membership make sense for some people? Well, memberships are really great for recurring revenue, obviously. Everyone wants to grow their profitability, gain sustainable practices so that they can really just enjoy their life, right? You want to go out, have a good time with your friends. You want to have some more income coming into the bank, not just always trading time for money. So, so memberships are just another part of the ecosystem of how you can create profits in your business. And then as far as the referrals go, Jono, you and I know that meeting people in person is really beautiful. But as you and I recall back in 2020, when the pandemic was happening, everything really shut down. So how can we use some of the connections that we have with other people, not just in person, but also virtually. And so referrals or word of mouth or affiliates, however you want to phrase it, it's just another way of advertising your business. Facebook ads are very costly. So one of the things I've recently seen you share or in the past you've shared, Jono, is how Facebook ads are going to be an investment upfront. So if you have more money than time, that's a great investment. I, I recall you saying that in your great community. But if you have your relationships, one of the benefits of using your referrals and connections, number one is warm leads. Mm -hmm. So generally people will really trust word of mouth and everyone does it very often. You post on Facebook, you say, hey, I'm looking for a recommendation. You know, and you're going to trust your friends and connections to tell you what's a good recommendation. Same thing for your programs and for your services. You're going to go based off of the word of mouth referrals of the people that you know, like, and trust. So that is why I love referrals and retention is a whole nother story. Don't want to get into too much of that because that's a separate topic, but I love referrals and I love making relationships and it just makes sense, especially for starting course creators who are just establishing themselves, but also even more experienced uh, affiliate marketing strategists and people who are already familiar with networking to grow their business. Yes. I'll share my two cents. I, I like courses and memberships. The reason I like memberships, uh, as you mentioned, is that recurring side of things. And even for people starting off, it can be that even if you just got a small membership, you're making 500 bucks, a thousand bucks a month, whatever it is, like it keeps you going, pays your software fees. You can have a bit of money on, on advertising or whatever. And it's good to get that consistent in. If you're just doing courses and like, you have a bad campaign and you make zero, like it's heartbreaking, right? But to have something coming in can be very helpful starting off. So that's why I like them. Uh, I like I like Alex Hormozzi's explanation on the different ways to, to get clients. He breaks down into six different things. So he talks about like cold outreach. So reaching out and, and cold DMing people. Now that's the hardest in my opinion. And the one that most people don't like doing themselves and also the one that most people probably don't like receiving themselves. Now, if you've got no other options, Hey, you know, there's obviously ways you can do it appropriately. Um, but it's a tough one. There's also warm outreach, right? Reaching out to, to people that you think may be clients of yours or customers of yours and, and reaching out directly. And that's a really good way. And I think that kind of fits in with what you do as well, Melody, the limitation to that, if it's just like if it's not affiliates and that, it's just people that you know in your warm list and you're going out DMing them, you're going to run out of people pretty quick. So it's good, but you know it, it's it's going to be limited. And obviously post content on social media and that sort of thing. And most people listening to this are probably doing that anyway. Limitation to that, if you don't have many followers, no one's seeing it. You still got to do it, but it's going to take you know months or years even to get it to the point where it's, it's worth the effort. Uh, there's then paid. 
I do like paid. Paid is my favorite in my fitness education online business, but only because I've been doing it for like 10 years and I've got it dialed in and I know exactly how to run the ad and how much to spend and I've got the funnel. So it's great for me. Um, and also I learned when it was a lot cheaper. Yeah, I was getting leads for a, a couple cents and I would learn what worked and what didn't work. So for, for back then, a couple hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, you could learn it. Today's world, you're probably going to need five, $10,000 to learn how to use Facebook ads. And even then, there's no guarantee on return. That's not, hey, I'm going to spend 5000 in and make 10000 back. That's I'm going to spend 5000 and learn. Maybe by the end of it, I've got 10000 back. Maybe I got five, maybe I got zero. Uh, but the other two, which you do really well, is referrals and affiliates. Now, I think affiliates is the ticket because it's like no risk. You know, it's like you as a membership owner or a course creator, if you can get a good affiliate and they give you a plug, it's no risk for your behalf. Like, yes, you got to give 50% or whatever Melody recommends. It might be a bit different with, with memberships. So I'll get your, your take on that, obviously. Um, but there's no risk. You know, there's nothing up front. If they make sales, great, happy days. You make money. If they don't make sales, okay, you didn't lose anything. See what comes from it. Uh, and then referrals. So, and the way I look at referrals is not so much um, an affiliate is more like, um, you know, a, a word, generally word of mouth. And I think if you're good at what you do, you might get a bit of those naturally. Uh, but, and I know this from the fitness side of things as well, right? If you're good at things in the fitness industry, you probably get a few referrals, but there's always little things you can do to like springboard that and, and get way more. So super excited to speak about those those two there, the referrals and affiliates. So let's dive into it. I believe you've got three specific tips, Melody. Let's, let's go through them one by one. We'll go through one by one and we'll do a bit of a breakdown after each one. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, there's so many ways to help grow your memberships and your services or even your courses with referrals. And one of the first things that I recommend doing if you're just starting out and you're building up your email list is to really just have a simple, easy freebie swap. I know, you know, Jono, you've done it, even though you've been established in business for a, a good deal of time. But this is just a very simple thing that you can do. You can connect with someone during a coffee chat or network with them at an event or, you know, meet with them even in DM. You can just say, hey, you know, I would am interested in learning more how we can collaborate together. I'd like to see if we can maybe swap some freebies. I think my my audience would really value that input. And then likewise, would your audience benefit from this specific freebie? Very, very simple. Yeah. So that's very straightforward, well, let's, right? Uh, well, let's even spend a minute there in case there's some people listening that that you know are just starting off. What, what is a freebie swap melody? What, what do you mean by what do you mean by that? Let's start there. Yeah. So, so for freebie swap is just a, a way to essentially help to build your email list. So for example, I might say, Hey, I have a free list, uh, for people who are just starting out with, let's say five yoga poses that you can do in less than 20 minutes and increase your flexibility by 200%. I'm just making gotcha. that up. No, no, so no, no. You, give, you know what? You know what? Give, <laughs> give your freebie because then you might get a few extra, extra downloads from it. What's, what's your freebie, Melody? <laughs> yeah. So my freebie is the Magical Memberships Challenge, which is coming up in February the 20th. It's a, a free five-day challenge that helps aspiring membership owners establish their own online membership without overbooking their coaching calls. And it's also really great for service providers who are just looking for a way to grow their recurring revenue as well in a sustainable way. So awesome. that is coming up, but there's just so many different ways that you can create 
and generate new leads. But one of the most common, and I'm sure you also see this very much in your audience, is that when people are starting to create online courses, we really want to connect with people in emails. And yes, there's so many other ways to connect and market to your audience to help convert and make some more sales. But one of the biggest ways that you can start off is to generate new leads and prospects. And th that's through email marketing. And so you, you say, hey, I'm looking at your free resource. This is one of my ways to build up my audience and my email list to tell them about my upcoming course launch or to sell them on my digital download, like an ebook or a template, like on Canva or literally a Google Doc, could I share this to your audience and then reach out to someone that you've maybe listened to their podcast, you maybe followed them on their blogs, maybe you're connected up on social media. So just starting out by saying, hey, I saw your podcast recently and I really appreciated this particular section in your podcast. And one of the things that that reminds me of is that people really struggle with this. I wondered if that is a struggle that your audience has. And I actually have a free resource. I also have a program, which I do provide an affiliate campaign. Some people have one, some people don't. And so you want to just, just start off with the relationship, right? And sometimes people say, no, I'm not interested, or they'll just not actually respond to you at all. The worst that can happen is nobody responds, right? So just ask the question, start with the relationship, and then follow up. A lot of people waste valuable time and also waste opportunities because they just don't follow up. Mm -hmm. So do it maybe two or three times at the third time, then I would say probably they're not interested they're or they're busy, right? <laughs> gotcha. Well, let, let me even simplify that down a, a bit further. What you're essentially saying there, Melody, is you've got a, let's just say you've got your challenge, right? You've got your challenge, which is a freebie. Let's say I've got a freebie in the course creator space. What platform should you choose? Let's say we already know each other. We could do a simple freebie swap there, right? You could essentially say, hey, Jono, i got this, this challenge coming up. Do you mind sending that in an email out to your people? And hey, in return, you know, I'll send your freebie out to my people. That's what it is in a simple version, right? Right. Yeah. Awesome. And, and it, it just as simple as you said. And, and some people who are, you know, less than 100 email subscribers – they sometimes the perk of starting out with some people that you already know is the the easiest way to go. So just mm -hmm. someone you know that it has a complimentary offer but isn't competing directly with you, or you know you can decide if you want to do that as well, where you can collaborate with other people in a similar space in your industry. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And I'll, I'll share my two cents there. The reason why I like that strategy there is it's just such a, an easy list builder. And it's like, let's even say that, let's say you've got a hundred to even 500 people on, on your email, this kind of thing. It's like, obviously you should be sending out regular emails, which is great, but it's kind of like, you're not going to get a massive, if I had an email list of 500 people and I just tried to sell them on my thing every single week, like it's going to be weeks where like people, no one buys or there's not a, it would be more value if instead of trying to sell my thing for one week, I plugged someone else's freebie. Yes, I'm not going to make money from that directly, but that person's then going to do the same on there and there, which grows my list. And if we do the numbers there, let's say it grew your list by, let's even say 20 people. Someone gave, gave you a plug, your list grows by 20 people. Rough numbers on Facebook, you're probably looking at about, even if you call it simple, say you might pay $10 a lead. So if you get 20, 20 new people, you know, essentially a 200 buck email that you've, that you've done there. So I think that's great there. 
Um, in, we might even yeah. touch on just in terms of, and this might flow on throughout. It's obviously easier if you already know the person, right? You'd, you'd say that's the the easier one that you you mentioned there. The, uh, the question I got him, I'll, I'll share my take on it, and then I'd love to get your take as well. I if I if I'm going to use that strategy, which I do, even even no matter how big my list is, it's just like a, an easy one to do, right? If I'm going to use that strategy, I use a bit more of a long term game, and I'm like, right, this is someone I would want to do that with. First, let me connect with them on social media. Okay, great. Let me, you know, connect with some of their staff. Great. Let's, you know, send them a message in DM and just say, hey, let's do your podcast, yada, yada, yada. And then like a couple of weeks or a month later, I might bring up that that there. What's your take on that? Do you prefer just to get straight to the point? If it's a cold kind of thing, do you prefer straight to the point or do you prefer um, leaving it longer? What's What's your take on that? Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. I I think it really depends. And there are times when I I am immediately am thinking about this topic and it's top of mind for me. It's top of mind for what I'm working on. And I'm actually interested so in the topic. And in that case, I'll just say, yeah, that sounds great. It's just cold. We just make the connection. Mm-hmm. I like their pitch or however you want to say their introduction and their um, value that they're offering to the audience. And then I say, let's set something up. Let's, let's organize it. We'll do like a quick chat or I'll have them on a podcast episode or a Facebook interview or a YouTube interview. It really just depends on the collaboration that I think would align best. But I I think that there have been times when I'm not really interested in the topic because it's been covered before. I am not really interested in the topic because I know more about it. And I also feel like it's something that I've seen before. It's, it's not really top of mind for me. And so in that case, if they keep, you know, reaching out to me, I might offer maybe a freebie link, or maybe I would say, Hey, you know, it's not aligned right now, but I may have other collaborations in the future that might align better with what you're offering. I will let you know once an opportunity does come up. And and so again, it's just really relative to what I'm working on in the moment. And and sometimes, you know, I value that relationship first and foremost. If someone comes to me and says, hey, Melody, I really want you to meet so-and-so. They're great at topic X, Y, and Z. I will say, wow, great. I can, like, for example, a friend of mine, well, Liz Wilcox, she actually said, uh, you know, that she had started her membership and I kind of gave her an idea to get that started. And it's grown exponentially over the last two years. And it's been fabulous for her business. But one of the things that I was actually a part of, because I'm a part of her membership, is one of the workshops she led. And she had a speaker come in as a guest. And because that guest was there, I immediately the same day scheduled a discovery call. And Mm -hmm. about two or three days later, booked out this copywriter because it was someone that I knew I liked and I trusted from the workshop, but also because it was recommended to by a friend. 
So that's why I believe so powerfully in word of mouth referrals and also relationships, because really at the core, that's what it's about. My take on that, what I do, I always network. Like even if I don't kind of, because uh, there's another, there's a common saying like dig your well before the it's full or I don't know, something like that. But basically like my take is I want to always be networking and it's not because I want to close that person. It's not because I've got a collaboration plan there, but I'm like, if I'm always just on the lookout, I'm always connecting with cool people. When it comes time to to do some sort of a collaboration or affiliate or whatever it may be, instead of me having to like hunt and be like, all right, who can I find and, and collaborate with? It's kind of like, oh, who have I connected with over the last, oh, this person might be a good fit. Oh, this person might be a good fit. That's that's my kind of take there. Uh, but hey, I want to move on from the, the lead swap melody. I believe you've got a more kind of advanced version of that as well. Yes, yes. So, so there's so many ways to do freebie swaps. And one of the ways that I like to use is to leverage tech. And so let me just first break down what is an affiliate for people who are not familiar with that. And then also talk a little bit more for people who are a little bit more advanced. They've been around, they already know the freebie swap idea. They've already generated leads and sales from that. One of the things that I use in my business is a course platform that leverages an affiliate system. Essentially what occurs is in the back end, it does something which tracks cookies, which is basically tracking when somebody visits or has some sort of behavior on a website page. And you can go very far down the rabbit hole, which I won't go into about cookies and how that's used in different advertisement ways um, online. But essentially a platform or a system will allow you to create a unique link that is customized to a specific user. So for example, when I say user, I'm referring to a person who is on the end, other end of that laptop and I'll say, hey, you know, um, Sarah, just an example. Hey, Sarah, course creator, I have a really cool free resource and I would love for you to do a freebie swap. Would you mind sending this uh, over to your email list or to your Facebook group? I have some really great resources. I have some premium graphics that I've created or I paid somebody to create these graphics in Canva like my virtual assistant, and I want you to share about it. And, you know, in exchange for that, I'd love to have you on my podcast or in exchange for that, if someone ends up buying my course at the back end, by back end, I'm referring to at the end of your free resource, you may have some sort of offer like, you know, a digital product or a course, you can get a commission. And so by affiliate, I'm really referring to, there is a relationship there that will benefit both parties. So you have some sort of relationship between two people and there's an exchange either of value or an exchange of money or currency. So it always has to be disclosed. And so you want to you know, follow the, the rules and laws of your specific place that you live in. But essentially, there's some really great tools that I use that allow me to create those links and to have my warm connections and referrals share those links. And it could be a free resource. It could be a paid resource. It could be, you know, a specific page on my website. So there's a, a lot of different ways that you can use affiliate links. And one of the, the cool things about that is that it can be as customized depending on the type of campaign or marketing sort of promotion that you're working on during a specific period of time. So lots of fun. I love talking tech. <laughs> Gotcha. Give us some some platforms. And what do you use? For, what do you use in general? What what platforms do you use, Melody? 
Yeah. So I use for my affiliate software, I use a system called Thrivecart. And so oh, yeah. it allows me to, the best, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. And I think it's a really powerful software. There's so mm. many different ways that you can use it. And there's so many customizations that you can do. And I'm personally a big tech nerd. Um, mm. And then for my online course platform, right now I'm, I have a self-hosted on my WordPress website and it's customized. I have a whole tech stack that is basically connected up so that it, it talks to each other and in the systems are all aligned. So it's a really great strategy for people who either are confident in building out the tech tools to do that, or they really just want a way to generate automated referrals through affiliate campaigns. And that's a really great strategy, especially if you have a lower priced premium membership program, or you maybe have a higher touch premium program, like a, a group offer, a mastermind, however you want to position it. Quick, uh, an email. Who do you use for email? I use ConvertKit right now. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. So let me just get my head around this. When you, does ConvertKit have an option where you can email all your affiliates with their specific link? Yeah. So, so what I've done and I really geek out about this. And so for, for people who are just for the, yeah, yeah. keep it yeah. Keep <laughs> as simple as you can for the, the hey, for, for, yeah. I say the listeners, but keep it as simple as you can for, for myself. Yes. Yeah. So basically there's a way that Thrivecart can, can talk to ConvertKit and pull in some specific information that's customized for affiliates. That way, when I share an email to my affiliates, I can share something that's specific to that specific affiliate. So links, for example, that's yeah. a very common thing that people say, I don't know where my links are or yeah, where can I find this? Time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very common struggle for people who have other folks that they want to promote, but you know, you're a busy course creator. You don't have time to go hunting down mm -hmm. links. So just make it easy. You can create some sort of connection between the two. And, you know, I'm happy to share with your audience too, after the episode, you know, in, in a comment somewhere and show people some tech videos of how I've set that up, uh, because there is a little configuration that you want to do. And it really just depends on the system you're using. But on the simple side, it really doesn't matter if you're using an affiliate software as advanced like I use, or you're simply doing a freebie swap. The goal is the same and the strategy is the same. Just the, the way that you go about it will differ. Yes. I'll share a couple of things with that. So I love Thrivecart as well. That's what I use. And a couple of reasons why I like it. A, I just think it's the best, but B, now it's the most popular. And I got about four or five different affiliates that use Thrive, that I affiliate for, that all use Thrivecart. And I've just got that open as a tab now. It's like, oh yeah, right. This person, let me open my, because just for the listeners, if you haven't used Thrivecart, if I log into Thrivecart. I can, I've got there's a section where it's like, yep, Jono, sell your own products here, or Jono, here's a list of all the people you're affiliates for. So he and I know my Thrivecart password. I just log in there and and you know get it there. If the person's not on Thrivecart, I'm like, oh, I got to affiliate with this person. Who they were with Podia? Were they? Let me go here. Oh, what email did I use? Did I use my personal or my work? Um, and then oh, this person's with. Kajabi, I've got to log into there. It's just, I wish the whole world went on Thrivecart. It would, would make my life easier. Um, but yes. let's move on to the points. So that's number one. That's a great tip there, Melody. What's your second tip? So the second tip is summits. And that is just basically 
any sort of form of either sharing a virtual stage or uh, maybe even a in-person stage like a conference. So if you are starting out with a local-based business, going to speak at another you know, related industry event is going to be a great strategy, you know, for fitness-based businesses. You know, if you are a part of an association in a brick and mortar space and you want to actually connect with others who would benefit from your service or a membership, this is a really great way to get in front of an other audience in person. There's, I'm a part of the association here where I live, mm. um, you know, depending on where you I live. Am, I am over here as well. Yeah. Like and, and it's a just month great. Or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's very affordable. And sometimes it will have different pricing depending on the type of business that you have. Sometimes it will differ based off of a lot of different factors. So, you know, looking at that is a great strategy and Even, leveraging oh, that local. I'll, I'll jump in there for a sec. So I get another thing here. So I'm a member of my local one and they asked me to give a presentation about six months ago on how to create an online course to local oh, people in, in my area, right? And they were like, you know, 20, 30 people that attended the webinar. And I got two or th- I got heaps of leads from, and I got two or three sales directly from that, even though yeah. it's a local business, like around people are like my neighbors and that I ran an online webinar for them. And these locals signed up for my online course, and how to create an online course. So even if you have an online business, it's still a handy one. Yes, exactly. And, and that's like the beauty of it is that they're warmer. They already, mm. uh, they see you as a credible <laughs> expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially here in, in Australia, because we love Australians. And if someone <laughs> doesn't have an Australian accent, we, we we trust them a little bit less. So I don't know if it's the same over there in, in the US, but there's a difference if like an Australian person calls you or, or an American person calls you over here anyway. Oh, yes, I, I'm yeah. sure. I, I don't know if it's the same over here, but... I do feel like when someone hears a different type of quote accent, they'll say, where are you from? Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> so yeah. then it's a, a big question that comes up, but yeah, great. So just, you know, having that ability to speak on other stages. And so I'm going to use the word summit in, in yep. referring to places where you can speak virtually on a virtual platform. So for example, I like to talk through to different audiences and I'm always looking for ways to share my expertise and help other people audience grow their recurring revenue for their memberships or through helping them guide through what that looks like for their specific business model. And so what that might look like is maybe you want to create a presentation that's 20, 30 minutes. A lot of times there are ways to find out about these online summits and you basically, maybe there's a Facebook group, maybe you're a part of an email list that you are an attendee of an online summit. And so oftentimes the event organizer or the summit host will actually ask, Hey, can you apply to be a summit host or summit speaker rather? And in exchange, you can share about one of your free resources. So it's really great for growing your audience. And then sometimes the summit host will say, you can share about your offer. You know, you can actually sell your offer on the virtual stage. And in that case, you you just want to follow whatever guidelines that they have. So I've done that over the years, and I think it's a great strategy. Mm. And even if someone doesn't buy immediately, right, mm. you're still in people's visibility. You have often social media campaigns that are going out. So you're building your visibility, you're building your expertise and your credibility, as well as your list and sales. So it's a really 
easy way for you to start off, even if you don't have an audience, you're building your list, or you're already in a business that you you want to continue growing your visibility through that word of mouth or referrals or affiliates, however you want to call it. Gotcha. Yes. So I love summits myself and I, I'm more of, I usually push like my Facebook group or my freebies and, and that kind of stuff there. Cause I find at summits, it can be very hard to sell, even though it's, it's not a super cold audience. Cause it's kind of like, you know, you're leveraging off the the host or whatever. Um, but they are still some of the best clients. And just in general, I find like anyone that buys off my email campaigns or anything that's got like no phone call or, or anything like that, a lot of the time it's like, hey, I saw you at this thing two months ago. I saw you at this thing a year ago. I saw you at this thing four years ago. So it, it can be a, a long-term strategy. My question there, Melody, I think like, I know you speak a lot of a lot of these things. Um, I don't do a lot of, online ones and not in the not in the online course space anyway i do a lot in the fitness space just because it's um i don't know i just it's very easy for me to know where the big ones are and then how to apply and and that kind of stuff there i'm curious for myself but also for the listeners if someone's starting off and they're not kind of plugged in and they don't know anyone that's kind of you know or they don't know many people that are running summits or whatever in their space how do you kind of get started? How do you find the the first few to like get on that circuit or to see who the heavy hitters are? What do you recommend there? Yeah, so I think the first thing is to subscribe to people who actually offer summits first and mm. foremost. So as an attendee, you will be generally within the audience of those people who are actually going to be looking for speakers. And for many online summit hosts, they're looking for speakers generally around the same time because they typically would try to have a similar experience or sell the summit um, during a specific season. So spring, right? Springtime is a very common summit time. Also fall is very common summit time. So people are normally looking for speakers maybe three months out. Sometimes I've seen some some summit hosts who are just starting out, they'll they'll have summit speaking applications out and they'll send an email list out. Sometimes they'll post about it on social media and they'll say, I'm looking for speakers, please apply. And then they'll share directions. So mm -hmm. just generally subscribing to people's audiences, their lists, being involved in Facebook groups like your group. I'm sure there's some hosts that are in there that are looking for speakers. And then also, you know, connecting up with other people doing coffee chats. Um, one of the best things that I've seen is, you know, once you start sharing with other people about the value that you can share, it's like, for example, if I said, hey, I know I'm still growing my audience, but, you know, would your audience be interested in this free resource? And then later on, I see that you're running a summit. I can say, hey, Remember when I talked to you about that free resource, guess what? I think I have a really great presentation that your audience would benefit from. So again, bringing that back to that conversation that you had previously is a good way to kind of bridge that gap so that it's not just as awkward of, hey, I'm coming out of the blue. <laughs> mm, gotcha. Yeah. So I think some, some, some of my takeaways from what you've mentioned there is the constantly networking again um, and just being involved. You know, it's like, I know I'm just kind of thinking it from my point of view. It's kind of like, I don't subscribe to a lot of email lists now just because I'm like, ah, I can't be bothered. I'll get the freebie and unsubscribe or whatever. Uh, but the down point with that is I'm probably missing out on a lot of the news, you know, because I don't see what's going on and, and that kind of thing there. And I think the Facebook group's another good tip as well. 
because either way, whatever industry you're in, you should be in a few Facebook groups in there. And it could even be a post in there, right? Hey, you know, I'm looking to be a speaker just out of curiosity. Anyone here running any summits? Anyone here knowing any summits? Anyone here going to any summits? And that can be enough to, to get the ball rolling. So I yeah. love those tips. Um, all right. Third and final tip, Melody. Yes. And another tip is to do that podcast guesting or mm. membership conversations or chats. So guest trainings, if you will. So guest mm. trainings are really positive, very low uh, commitment effort uh, for people to get in front of new audiences, talk a little bit more about what you do, gain more credibility, maybe build your list. Not everyone who listens will subscribe and that's fine. Mm. You know, maybe they'll follow you on social media first. And then if they find something useful, they'll want to subscribe to your email list. And that's fine too, right? So having these conversations, whether virtually in person or on a podcast, is just such a great way to build this word of mouth connections. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've always done is connected up with podcast guests and, and actually check in with them during the year. I say, Hey, it's been a while since we connected. I just wanted to follow up with you and talk a little bit more about how I can serve your audience. Is there anything that there's, you know, your audience is struggling with? I have a few resources that might help, but let's just hop on a coffee chat. I don't always have as much time now as I did in the past, just because, you know, I'm actually in the process of adopting two kids, but you know, in the past, I've definitely done a lot more coffee chats. And especially if I'm setting up some sort of new sort of campaign, or if I'm deciding that I want to create a new program, and I, I really want to hear from other people in the industry, because they have, you know, different takes, they have different mm -hmm. challenges. And maybe they know of, of a, a student or a client that I could work with. And so Sometimes just starting that conversation with, hey, you know, what I'm looking for is if anyone that you know of is interested in sharing about or learning about this specific topic, I have some really great programs and services related to that. If you run into anyone, would you mind just sharing about what I do? And that's just a simple ask, you know, just telling people what you do, asking them for that connection. And honestly, it's very common that in my email inbox, I'll just get an email saying, hey, you know, I heard about your um, your recent upcoming program. It's been a while since we connected. I was just thinking about you. And that's often what I hear is I was just thinking about you. And there's someone that I know that I really want to connect you with. And just making that warm introduction to a prospective client or maybe another podcast guest that could benefit from the topic that I'm sharing. And that's a very common email that I get now. Mm, yes, I'm, um, I love, well, I'm obviously a podcast fan. Um, I'll share a couple of things that, that I found there. Part of the reason why I podcast is it allows me to get connections. So it's like, I know that if I'm doing a weekly podcast, I got to meet with someone every week for, you know, 35, 45, an hour. So I, I quite like that side of things there. And what I, what I find works really well with guest podcasting is if you have a podcast yourself. So I found that, um, I just find it relates really well. It's like if I've got someone who's a podcast, who's who's a podcaster and I get them on my show, like it's very likely they'll ask me to get on their show. And then it's very likely that if the person's listening to my podcast, they'll also listen to their podcast. And it's just, it's very, it works very well in there. And then same kind of thing in the Facebook group side of things. It's like 
me and you both both playing like the Facebook group side of things. I find if I do a training in someone else's Facebook group, they'll be likely to then come over to my Facebook group or it's very easy to network because if they like or comment on that, I can just send them a friend request and then yeah, they join organically. So I I like I like both those strategies. And even if it's not a paid Facebook group thing, even if like the amount of times I've done trainings in other people's groups or they've done training in, in my groups or whatever, I think that's quite a um a good strategy there as well. My, and I guess the the, the follow-up question I was going to ask is, great, but how do we find those people? But I, I think it's the same with all these things, right? It's kind of like we just go out, we network, we find these people. Some of them are going to have Facebook groups. Some of them are going to have podcasts. Some of them are going to have summits. Some of them are going to have none of the above but want to do a lead magnet swap. None of Some of them may not want to do that, but they'll want to affiliate for us. And if we can just build that network there, we've got these different tools at our, our, expo, um, our disposal. And then we can just play around with these. It's like, right, you know, I know I've got a a warm list of people that that already have that already have my followers. Here's the here are the different um, what's what I'm looking for? Pedals I'm going to push or, or levers I'm going to pull or whatever it is to to get those leads there. Because I think the the overarching message of this, I listened to this audio CD ages ago, Melly. I can't remember the name of it, but it was essentially like if you're just trying to sell to like an audience of one. It's very hard, right? And let's just put it in perspective here. Let's say, um, let's say Melody, you know, she wants to sell to membership site owners. If she's just going out there individually and trying to reach every single membership person, it's going to take forever. And obviously she's doing probably doing elements of that anyway. But what's a lot easier is if she can reach out to one person who's already got a thousand of those people there, it's way easier. And then she reaches out to another person that has a thousand people there. And then 10 people like that, all of a sudden you've got 10,000 people as opposed to, to just 10 people there. Would you say that's the, the overarching message of that, Melanie? Or what's your what's your overarching message there? Yeah, I think it's just the basics is talk to as many people as you can. If you know somebody that has a larger audience, which for most people starting out with their online courses, they generally don't have an inbuilt audience mm -hmm. uh, you know, for, for the most starting out folks. Um, yeah. And so to, to do that, we, we always want to be talking to new people and talking to as many people as we can. And it can be very exhausting to do one-on-one -on -one connections and one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one coffee chats, and which is why I was saying podcasting or guest trainings or things like that are just such a simple way to just share your expertise. And it's also another credibility booster because if someone says, oh, I really trust you know, John O for going through online courses and helping people sustain their business through an online course curriculum for no matter what kind of industry they're in, then they'll say, oh, okay, well, I trust John O, then who else would be a good fit for talking about some other topic that's maybe related, but isn't exactly the same thing. So it's just a very simple way of just sharing the wealth of knowledge that's out there to an audience and you can constantly speak to new people. Yep. And I'll, I'll just add one more thing to that and then we'll do a, a bit of a wrap. Um, I think when you're starting off, there's a couple ways to look. It, it can be intimidating to reach out to heavy hitters because you don't have a lot to offer them, right? And there's a couple of things you can reach out anyway, and maybe they will, maybe they won't. Chances are they probably won't. You know I mean? In the fitness space, I don't anyway. Like if someone's got nothing to offer me and I've got like quite a big following over there, it's kind of like, yeah, maybe I will, but if I'm not getting the heat back, it's probably not worth it. But even if you're reaching out to people the same level as you, even just a little bit higher, I think as long as you're on that same trajectory, 
Because there's a lot of people that I've met over the years that when I was small and starting off, they were also small and starting off, but we've both grown together. But because we've both grown together, we've been able to help out, help each other out over the years. So I think that's a, that's my, my message for the listeners. Um, all right, Mel, do you want to let us know? I believe you've got a challenge starting next week. Do you want to let us know a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. So I have a free training series called the Magical Memberships Challenge. And it's a five-day training series that helps you create a low-effort magical membership that grows your recurring revenue. And it is going to be kicking off February the 20th. And there's some really great resources available inside once you join. Plus, there's some really awesome community that I'm forming over in my free Facebook group for that specific training series. I'm giving some live support. And then there is some more uh, ways to connect up with me after that. If you want to join me inside of the paid community. And so you want to learn more about the memberships and how to set it up and how to get it going and how to launch it in a way that feels good to you, despite no matter what kind of industry you're in, because there's so many different ways to leverage memberships in your business. And it doesn't always have to be a specific way. So I'm excited about that. I'm going to share that link with you and also uh, share some other resources from this conversation. And I'm super excited to share this chat with my audience as well. Awesome. Uh, if someone's listening to this melody and they're not ready for the challenge, they can't make the challenge, but they want to follow you on social, where's the best place to follow you? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at The Course Consultant. And if you just head on over to Instagram, look up The Course Consultant. That's the best place for us to connect. Send me a DM, say, I heard you from the podcast. We can just connect up there. And then if you just want to watch some of my reels, I've got some really great membership tips and advice that I share, plus some really fun things that I do, including some live events and some online events as well. So lots of fun things to connect. And then if you're more of a Facebook group person, like you said, um, I do have a free Facebook group, which is really great for networking and connections. And I find some of the, the best people in there for offering some some of these summits. And sometimes there's some really great conversations that are held there about the industry of online coaching and the industry about online programs and memberships and group offers. So it's a lot of fun. I hope you join. And of course, I'm always a big fan of your show. So thank you so much for having me. Awesome. No, thank you, Melody. To finish off, is there anything I should have asked you but forgot to or anything you just want to finish us off with? Yeah, I just think that relationships are one of the most powerful ways that you can leverage your growth for your business. And so if you're not tapping into referrals, you're really leaving money on the table. So leverage it as advanced or as simple as some of the strategies that I shared. And of course, if you have questions, I'm always here to chat. Awesome. All right, Melody, thank you for your time. Thank you. Hey, course creators, real quick before we get into today's episode, I've got a little favor to ask. As a lot of you are probably aware, one of my goals for this year is to get this, is to massively grow this podcast and get it to be one of the top ranking podcasts in the, the marketing space. Uh, to do that, what really helps is if I can generate as many uh, ratings as, as reviews as possible from listeners. So if you're a returning listener, if you could take a couple seconds and just give me a, a quick rating and review on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you listen to, that would mean the world, that would mean the world to me. Anyway, let's get to today's show. <laughs> 